Welcome to the Landco Podcast, an analytical behind-the-scenes look into land investing and land ownership, covering marketing conditions, current inventory, and updates on all relevant land ownership issues here in Illinois, mixed in with some timely hunting and fishing reports. Okay, cool. So welcome to the uh, Landco Podcast. This is our first one, so we'll kind of walk you through what we're, we're planning on doing here. First of all, with kind of the usuals today, Ryan Pudick, Dan Ganaway, and uh, we're going to do a couple different formats of these podcasts. And the first format we're going to do is what we're going to do today, and we're going to pick um, four or five listings. Uh, typically, it's going to be the new listings that just hit the market if we do this, you know, once every four or five weeks, whatever that is. Today's going to be a little different because it's the first one, so I just kind of handpicked four or five listings uh, to go over just kind of randomly. So... We're going to go through these just like we would internally. I mean, we do this stuff anyways uh, on the phone, meet up and go over the stuff, whether it's our listing, somebody else's listing. You know, we need to be educated on it when one of our client calls. So it's something that we do anyways. It's a question that we get asked a lot um, by our clients. You know, hey, so-and-so just listed this. What do you think about it? So it's something we do anyways. uh, So we think it'd be valuable to kind of pass that along and share our thoughts um, about new listings with our clientele. So... We're just going to hop in, man, and see how it goes. Um, I have five, actually six properties here today to go over. Two of them are our listings. uh, Four are not. But the process here is I I roll through them, and I run them through kind of our analytics uh, price-wise to see where they fall, uh, you know, in a price standpoint, which is always the first thing that I do anyways with our clients. You know, the most important thing that that there is when making a purchase is to have all the information, you know, whether you're overpaying or underpaying, you just, you just need to know that stuff, right? So as long as you have all the information, there's really no such thing as a bad buy. If you're overpaying and you know it, so be it. Um, so that's always the first thing that we run through just so everybody has all the information. Uh, once we get past that, then we kind of go through the kind of, you know, through the variables, you know, the hunting, the setup, the location, um, anything that could affect the value, you know, positively or negatively, uh, improvements, things like that. So that's what we're going to go over, and uh, we're going to give it a shot. So let's hop right in. This first listing we have is, uh, looks like it's 160 acres. This one's listed by Land Guys, Matt Cox. Uh, it is down by, where is this? This one's down by like a pava, right? Yep. Um, and this one should be kind of right in Ryan's neck of the woods. Uh, Ryan had a property, well, that was only a couple miles from here, wasn't it? Yeah, about three, four miles south. Four miles. So this area is kind of right up uh, his alley. But running through the numbers here before we start, um, and this is why we do this. This is a perfect example because looking at this farm, looking at the price, at first I was turned off and I'm like, you know what? It seems a little high. <clears throat> but this is why, why we do this because after looking at it, it's actually a pretty good buy. So... Uh, the numbers that we are seeing today, I guess I should have said that as well. The numbers that we are seeing today across the board on farms like this, um, which is timber soil. What do you think the PI is on that stuff? One, Probably 118 to 122. Yep. Timber soil stuff, maybe a little better on that bottom stuff, but um, $6,000 is about the number that we're seeing on that stuff. So we plug in 6000 per tillable acre. We plug in about the same 6000 for per water acre, which this farm doesn't have any, so... Uh, but on the remainder stuff, whether it be timber or grasslands, we're plugging in $3,000 an acre. And those prices have held, held steady for about the last couple years. That doesn't mean that it's going to be the final price. That just gives us a base where we can kind of establish a starting point and move, move from there. But if I do that on this one, we're looking at, um, it's actually got 71.3 tillable acres. It doesn't look like it has that much, but 
so 71.3 acres at six grand a tillable acre. Um, that puts the rest 88.7 at 3,000 bucks an acre. Uh, comes up to a grand total of 743.9. And we also have to throw in improvements. We throw those in last, and and I know there's n- there's no great way to to establish that value of improvement, especially if you can't be there. But so that's why I threw this picture down there for you guys to look at. But I don't know. I put in 50 grand. You think that's fair? Looking at that, it's a little cabin down there and like a little, uh, it's not a hoop building, but it's kind of an old outbuilding down there. Looks like a couple different cold storage areas, a two car garage. Yeah. yeah place like, to put your you toys. You know, 100000 for that. Plus, you got, you know, a well, you have a septic, you have power. Yep. So, you know, I would say 100 grand in improvements. Okay. So, 100 grand, I put 50 on the low side. It could be 100. Again, when we do this, we're always pretty conservative because most of our guys, most of our clients are investment first hunting second that's just kind of the way that our guys roll but uh so if you do that if you put 50 grand on that run those numbers uh the total that i come up with uh the value is 743.9 and he has it listed at 639 so in our minds this thing's about 105 grand underpriced so a pretty decent value right i think it's a pretty good start for sure i think it's a great property all the way around it's not good for a farmer per se but for a uh, recreational standpoint as far as a deer hunter goes it is awesome uh, it's got great access I know that road well um, the other thing I do like about it from a recreational standpoint is that it is 44% tillable uh, with that being said that takes care of your property taxes and you know you want to buy you know four or five tower blinds whatever uh, that that's going to that's going to go a long way on the uh, as far as uh, your farm payment goes so that's on it. and so forth uh, with that bottom ground there's going to be some uh, eligibility for CRP um, if you don't want to uh, uh, farm that bottom ground there's a lot of pauses with this property I'm surprised it's uh, actually still out there I am too I actually hadn't given it much thought and if you don't it's got pretty decent road frontage there on the, what is that, the west side. So if you didn't want that, you know, that house isn't super fancy. It's a good little hunting cabin, though, right? Um, but if you didn't want it, spin it off for 50, 60, whatever, 80 grand exactly. and lower your, your uh, basis in it. But you're right, man, from a hunting standpoint, like it's a pretty good layout, right? A bunch of different fields. A lot of edge. A lot of edge, high ground, low ground. It also touches into a big block of timber. Correct. There's a lot of is, funnels that come through this place. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of travel movement through there out to the fields. This isn't, uh, we're not in Camp Ellis here, right? Is this just south of it? This would be just uh, just east of it, but this may, with Camp Ellis being 17,000 acres uh, back when it was in operation, this would be on the outlying area of Camp Ellis. Which uh, is just a great area, man. Which there's is, big landowners yeah. there. So... I don't think it's a great buy for someone just looking to make an income off it, but if you're a deer guy and you're looking for a place that's going to help carry itself, it's a pretty good buy, isn't it? Yeah, it's hard to find anything that right now uh, <laughs> on that market that it's got almost half tillable. Yeah, um, is that a power line going through the back? Can you tell? See that big line? Looks like a clearing for sure. <laughs> Could be. Uh, was there some underground that went through? No, but I, I, it's either an old set of railroad tracks that, because they run, there's an old set of railroad tracks that run through Ipava, and I'm not so sure those aren't the old railroad tracks. <coughs> uh, on the other picture, it does look like it points 
right in towards Ipava. It could be exactly what you're talking about. Anyways, that doesn't hurt or kill the value too no, much there. No, no, no. It's all at the back of the property. Some people like that. Let's put some food plots back there. For sure. But, uh, <clears throat> okay. Well, in all, I think this one was a, you know, if I were to grade this one, if you're a deer guy, this is an A, right? I, for Absolutely. sure, if you're a deer hunter. <clears throat> I mean, it's a, uh, it's a probably a little longer drive from Peoria as most people are looking for. What do you think it is? Uh, one hour. <coughs> Sorry. If you drive like I do. More <laughs> like an hour 15. Yeah, for the normal person. A normal foot. But yeah. it's also a proven area. Uh, okay. There has been, from the, uh, the deer outlook, it is, it's definitely a... Uh, uh, very desirable area, very proven area for genetics and for, you know, all around big white tails. Well, you shot a few good ones on yours, and that was only a few miles away. Yeah. That was been a few years ago you sold that, but what, that was, what, 173 there? Is that what you shot on that one? Uh, biggest deer? Yeah. A uh, 194. 194. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not bad. I've never even seen a 194 <laughs> other than on your wall. Um, so, anyways, we can move on from this one. I think it's an A for a guy uh, looking for trophy deer with a little money to help carry the property. From a strictly investment standpoint, a guy trying to help have a property carry itself entirely, probably not the perfect fit, for, but for a deer hunter, I love it. So, uh, we'll give that one an A and move on to the next one. Uh, farm number two is actually one of ours we just listed. <laughs> we... Um, it's actually right across the street from my personal property on the east side of Canton. About, uh, what do you think that is, a couple miles two east miles. of Canton? Two miles east of Canton. Mm-hmm. And then uh, south on Route 6, if you're familiar with uh, that Canton area. And just south of, well, I don't know, what do you think it is, half mile south of Route 9? Not even. Not Maybe. Even. Okay. Um, so 21 acres, if we run it through our <clears throat> um, numbers, it's about seven and a half tillable, six grand. It's got 1.7 acres of water, six grand, a remainder of 12.2. So that comes up with a total of 91.8, um, which is about 4,300 an acre. It is listed at 108, 107.9. So it's listed about 750 bucks an acre, more <clears throat> than our numbers say it's worth. But I think something you have to be like, pretty aware of is that once you get onto these small tracks, the premiums can be crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I would say in general, I see on anything, you know, you get past 20 and the premiums start to disappear, but 20 and under, you think that's about fair for, yeah. um, I think they're probably close to between a thousand and two thousand, uh, dollars per acre on a premium just to buy those tracks that are 10 to 20 acres. Correct. Just because they don't exist, right? Mm-mm, no. So, and they don't last so many people usually. that call me wanting, hey, if you ever find a 10 or 20 acre piece, let me know. Yeah. You know, that's I would like to build a house on it. Or, They're everywhere. Or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, although it's 750 bucks an acre more than our numbers say, uh, I still think it's actually pretty well priced for what it is. And, again, that's, that's where we start. It doesn't mean we're... On, on all these properties, that's the, the asking price. So I'm sure there's room on most of these. There usually is. But uh, so past the price standpoint, you know, and I think it's priced fairly well for what it is. The downsides first, like both of those lakes are shared. They are shared. They are shared. What's positive is, though, it's on a very well-maintained blacktop road, which if anybody spends any time in Fulton County, those are rare. Yeah, no <laughs> they doubt. are. They no are. Doubt. So... Um, the access is awesome. Yeah, um, it's only like we said, two miles from town from 
you know, the four corners, the main intersection in Canton. And, you know, it's like dance at a half mile south of Route 9 off of Bradley Road there. I mean, it's it's perfect spot for a building. Yeah. Or building site, I mean. Building site. Um, there's a few of them. I've actually been on there. You know, being right next to mine, one of my friends actually owns this. And so I've spent, we dove hunted over there a couple I've of years ago. I've hunted a ton. You yeah, I've, I've been over every square inch of this and, place. You know, I think the the lakes, it's a it's a negative that they're shared. But also, like, what do you expect on a 20-acre piece? I mean, do you think you're going to get a private 8-acre lake? I mean, if you're going to wait for that, you could be waiting forever. Yeah, I think it's a, kind of a positive. The one that is uh, a larger body of water that shares with it, I mean, it's not the best of access to it, but it's also access to a lot more property to water frontage to go out and fish. Um, Plus, ducks and geese love to go down in there. There's a creek that splits the property that goes through there. And uh, I've seen mallards just pour into that creek. Uh, For sure. When everything freezes back there and that's still rolling. Yeah, that thing's still rolling. Um, Yeah, I think the... uh, I have 1.7 acres of water, but I think total usable water is more like 7 to 8 because you get to use that stuff off the property. But... Mm -hmm. Um, I think location's got to be a good draw for this one, right? Absolutely. Um, Huge. I location. mean, not only from... And it's Dan, close. If yeah. You, if you look at it from a hunting standpoint, waterfowl, you're looking at... Uh, it's one of the uh, first farms coming out of the power plant. For sure. So I was going to ask Dan about that because I kind of pretend to know what I'm talking about in waterfowl, but <laughs> uh, somebody that really does... I mean, this is... Talk about being between two clubs like it is and being on that, that flyway straight out of Canton. Well, they're straight out of the, the silk. Straight to the west, there's flooded corn. Straight to the east, there's flooded corn. Uh, east and south, there's flooded corn. There's corn this year all over all those places. And those birds come out of that hot tub, and this is the line. I mean, within that little mile range headed towards Canton. I mean, we see birds every day, all the time. As far as waterfowl goes, you can't beat a better place for opportunity in the Canton area. Which on a 20-acre track is pretty rare, right? pretty rare. And this thing, if you wanted to, you could put a little pit in there. You could have a little water blind. There's a great spot that was cleared out that has a hard uh, little parking lot area over there that with a little bit of work, a little bit of equipment work, you could manipulate um, a beautiful spot to build a little building, maybe finish a little sleeping quarters or something like that in. Or have actually, a little slice for 20 acres for sure. to actually, find that close to $100,000 is, I think, is <coughs> extremely rare. What Luke was going to do, the guy that owns it now, he was actually going to put it, his little building back close to the lake and get that little parking lot back to tillable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would make sense too. Well, I was looking at that too. You know, with the, the seven and a half acres or so, or eight acres of tillable, it's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. I mean, it's almost forty you know, percent tillable get, on twenty acres. You know, you get two hundred bucks an acre cash rent. You've got sixteen grand. You're paying your property taxes. Sixteen hundred. Oh, I'm sorry. Sixteen. <laughs> I'd, I'd buy it for sixteen grand. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, there actually was a pit in there when he bought it. The dude that uh, he bought it from popped it out like right oh, yeah. before closing. I didn't know that. So, but the story was uh, that was one of the. This was part of that bigger track. It was like um, thirteen hundred. Oh, okay. Whatever. And uh, yeah, the they guys, were sprinkled all over that. Yeah, thing. they were everywhere. But yeah. he said this is one of the highest areas out there, uh, and. And he said it was a pretty good spot. but um, And we know that uh, the dove field that we put in there two years ago. It was, was the best one, field. The best fields out the of best all one out there. those yep. uh, properties. So. Yeah, all the way up to Canton. Yeah. That whole strip across yeah. There, yeah. there. We had a bunch of different fields in that one. That was the best it one. It sits up the topography, like almost the highest point yep. along that area. And for some reason, they just loved, they'd come flying right to that spot. Yep. 
Uh, and Ryan, you actually did some bobcat work on this farm too, right? That uh, was yeah, that we cleared back side? all the uh, uh, fin- around the fence lines. We pushed, cleared those out uh, so that the you know the tillable would actually the crops would actually grow around those fence lines, and then uh, got rid of the in the center there a lot of the Russian olives on those embankments and uh, opened it up a little bit versus because uh, it was it was starting to get a little bit overgrown just over the years, and we just went in there and cleaned was it all that, up. I, I can see that it's on the north kind of northwest side on the other side of the lake <clears throat> which is kind of cool it gives you a cool view over the lake if you did build there is it too uh i haven't been there in a while is it too steep to plant anything there no you could it, it there's a Either i don't know, put your sunflowers there so you're not you taking up any yeah, you definitely could like that. on that side uh of that lake you could definitely uh, plant some sunflowers there for sure. It's not something you're going to want to plant corn and beans on. Yeah, but you can, you can put it in a food plot so you're not correct. eating into your, your production yeah, acres. Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, cool. We can move on from that one. It's, uh, again, a, about 750 bucks over what what our numbers, what our analytics spit out. But, again, 20 acres, pretty rare to find one that has some water on it, some tillable, and a decent amount of uh, – or decent potential for waterfowl because of the location. So – I like it. I don't think this one's going to last very long, uh, being that size and that location. So we'll move on to uh, the third one. And this is a farm in Knox County uh, along the Spoon River. And it's listed by Green Farm Management. Uh, We don't do a ton with them, but uh, I think they're wearing Dunlap there. Mm -hmm. Um, But this one is 236 acres. And... Off, like right off the bat, man, these sort of catch my eye because they're, from an investment standpoint, a lot of times there's no clear buyer for these, right? Like, I mean, a farmer doesn't want to buy it because there's too much timber. A hunter doesn't want to buy it because there's not enough timber. And uh, the tillable's good, but it floods a lot. So a lot of times these are good buys. But I ran this through the, uh, and I say, I should back up, I say good tillable. I have it at 140.7 PI. So... We're talking like A soils down there, as good as it gets. Bad news is it floods, literally all of it. It either occasionally floods or frequently floods. And as we all know, that occasional flooded has turned into like frequently flooded. Like it floods every... Like every three, five years, there's a good one. Yeah. Every three to five years, there's a hundred year flood. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. I don't think it's a hundred year flood anymore. (laughs) Right. Uh, So, but if you run through these numbers... Uh, I gave this 8000 bucks, And again, there's just sort of some common sense uh, when you do these analytics. You know, 140 PI stuff should be worth, what, eleven grand today? eleven five? Yeah, I mean, would, it depends on the buyers. I mean, if you get two buyers in the room, I mean, it could go to 13 could go to 13 uh, yeah. But, you know, most of the time, what I've been seeing uh, lately has been, in the, and I say lately in the last year, uh, anywhere from ten five to probably twelve. Okay, on a one forty. So this being that it floods, I threw eight grand an acre on the tillable. But wasn't there? Um, what was that auction? It might have been a year ago. If you hit Banner and take a head south on twenty four. Yes. All that on, stuff on to on the, the left hand side. Yes. And what did that bring? That only brought. That was Six to sixty-five eight. to yeah. seventy-eight, I think. And that was pretty good soils, wasn't it? Comes up off a of rice lake. Yeah. On the back yeah. side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, again, some of the stuff is common sense. I plugged in eight grand. <clears throat> I think that's pretty fair. You can argue some of that stuff, but uh, zero water acres, uh, the remainder. So it has 71.7 acres of timber and grasslands, which is a little deceiving. It just doesn't look doesn't like look that from the aerial. No. But, um, so 
to me, uh, running it through those kind of numbers, it gets me to 1.5349. So call it 1535. And they have it priced at 165. So we're about 150 grand, um, or 115 grand, sorry, overpriced. So based on our based on our numbers yeah yeah what we would tell our clients you know uh doesn't mean that somebody wouldn't pay that but for what we see the market as being worth that's that's what we would tell our guys so it's you know not awful that's about just shy of uh 500 bucks 486 bucks an acre uh shy so right now i wouldn't be super aggressive on this one but again it might take a while for this one to sell because there's no clear buyer for it is there i mean who's gonna buy this not gonna be a farmer's not gonna buy all flooded, is he? I don't know. Uh, I would like to know what they're getting cash rent yeah. on this. Um, uh, you know, there's some. I'm not up to speed lately on the uh, cost in, or uh, crop insurance, but I'm sure it's probably relatively pricey, knowing that it isn't in a floodplain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But the price, I'm kind of torn on this one to be honest with you. I, I love it. I love it that it, it, it's got all that Spoon River frontage, just basically from an outdoors per, uh, perspective. Uh, we all know that the giant deer uh, follow the Spoon River. There's been so many 200 inch deer killed in the Spoon River bottom. So that's why I personally like it. Um, and again, I'm not a huge deer hunter, but from a resale value, if you could get the price right. <clears throat> and put all that stuff in a CRP to where the property is, you know, maybe not floating itself entirely, but close. And you have just that little bit of recreational value. There's not a ton of timber, but it's a... There's enough there. It's a rut farm. You can go sit around the spoon any, you know, all you, through November. You'd be surprised on how many deer this, this, yeah. this, even though it does say it's got 71 acres of uh, grass and, and, and uh, timber on it. You'd be shocked on how many yeah. this place holds. And I think right next to it, it looks like it's all that CREP yeah. stuff. Yeah. Which, that stuff's tough to hunt, but it holds a lot of deer. It does. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's on the spoon. You could, um, and Dan and I differ on this a little bit, but the uh, the CRP stuff, you could put it in like the wetland stuff, and it's not the best waterfowl area, but it's good enough to shoot a few and have fun. So. Actually, I think the wetland stuff sometimes pays more than the grasses. So there's a and then they've got also the pollinator plan that is paying the most, I think, right yep. now. Um, whether this farm actually is eligible uh, for it or not because it is in a floodplain, I don't know. Yeah. But um, on the wetland side, if you create your own, it's yours. It's your own. There's a lot of value in having your own place. There's a lot of pride in making your own little wetland spot. I, I agree with and that. There's nothing like building it and then watching it developing turn into watching the birds come. And even if you don't hunt, just watching it as a recreation of just being a a bird watcher and loving to watch that. And it's not going to be a river farm or even Canton. But, you know, if you buy it for income and you get up in the deer stand and get down at 10, it's good enough to have fun, right? Mm -hmm. Shoot a few ducks. I just envision some of those farms that we've done them before, Ryan's done before, with like buffer strips of like grasses going along, and then maybe a little terrace section where you could make a potential retention for water when it would come out to hold. There's, there, I think there's some opportunity playing along the edge of that spoon to square that off because it's got just dips and dives back and forth with those little timber. I, I, I loved it. I, for me, I like this property. Um, I like what number. Not at uh, 
you know, we have it valued at sixty four eighty five. Um, I don't even know if I pay that, but I like it if yeah. it drops enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know where to put a, a number. How on. far I is this from Peoria? This is uh, south of Maquan. Um, it's kind of in that big CREP belt from like. Mm-hmm. It's right off of that junction of Route Eight in Maquan there in '97, off to the left right, or right, to right. the west there. I see. Yeah. Which is what? Uh, Forty-five minutes, Peoria. Fifty. Oh yeah, if you just if you jumped on Route Eight there, you're, you're there in forty-five minutes from the west side okay. of Peoria. So, we'd say in general, if the price drops a little bit to get it to that what four percent return area. Good farm for somebody who wants to park some money <clears throat> with some side recreational benefits. Yes. Yep. Yep. Totally yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, cool. Let's move on to the next one. <clears throat> farm number four. This one is uh, this one's listed by Milliken and with Whitetail. And the reason I put this one in here, I, you know, I don't love anything about this one except for the fact that it's small and it's tillable, and those are just those might be harder to find than a 20-acre farm with a four-acre lake on it, you know? Mm-hmm. You hear people complain all the time that they can't get into till they can't get into farming, they can't get into that tillable investing game because it's it's a lot of money, man. You buy 80. It's a lot of money, and a lot of the big uh, commercial farmers are buying up everything. Yeah. So, you know, you're talking 10 grand an acre for good stuff, 80 is 800 grand. I mean, not a lot of people have that just to throw down, right? It's tough to do. So... But on the other hand, like most of those guys that are talking about that, they know that it's a good investment. I mean, dirt, dirt's a great investment. It's just hard to get in. But so that's why I like this. I mean, this is uh, so it's twenty acres, fifteen tillable, not the best dirt in the world, but it's priced fairly decent. I mean, so uh, if you if you run it through our numbers, I put sixty five hundred bucks an acre on this. Again, it's a one eighteen uh, productivity index, so it's. It's timber soils, you know. It's not great, but it's decent. In the right year, like a year like this year, uh, we just finished corn and uh, soil in that same category. John produced 190 bushels to the acre. Yep, good years it does good. Yeah, you know, bad year you may get 150, but it's yeah. still it's still a pretty good investment. Yep. So uh, I threw 6,500 on the tillable. It's um, probably pretty accurate, right? Um, then I threw 3,000 on the rest, which is there's no timber on this, but it looks to me like it's kind of uh, sloped pasture. Which and That for, could be, in, in, in the way that that is squared off so nicely, that tells me that, that there's a good good possibility that that could be have a little bit of CRP income, uh, possibly a, a, in the waterway program. Either the waterway or, I mean, it, there's not a tree on it. You could run cattle on there. So you could fence, fence that off and pasture it yep. if you wanted to. I mean, if, if we're talking a pure ag farm here, because there's not a ton of recreational value here. I mean, no, I, yeah. if any, really, right? That little timber chunk in the bottom might shoot a doe or something. But uh, in general, so I don't, I don't mind that pasture down there. So if you run that through our numbers, we're looking at about 112.5, and he's got has it priced at uh, 140. So it's high. It's, I mean, it's 13.75 an acre high. But again, we're talking a small parcel. What, same thing as before. Same thing as before. Mm-hmm. You know, you can complain about those prices all you want on the small parcels. You're just going to miss them. You want to complain, you're going to miss the next one. So you have to overpay a little bit to enter that market on these small parcels. And there's not many of them, is there? I mean, this... No. Not that 20 acres. How man. hard did you have to look to find this one? <laughs> well, I look at all Aaron's stuff, man. I love working with Aaron. He's good at what he does. So this one just kind of came across my desk, but... 
uh, I look all the time and I never find them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't think of another one out there right now. Could you? There's nope. a 55 that could be bought up in Norris. I don't think that's on the market. But, no. but even that's 11 grand an acre, so you know, 600 grand. That's not. It's tough to end on the market there. Yeah, I don't. I, the only ones I know are a couple outlying pieces around uh, that north and west side of Peoria that are smaller parcels. But yeah, they're, they're, what are you going to pay for those? Yeah, yeah what are you going to pay for those? Right, yeah. you're going to be fifteen to twenty grand an acre. Yeah, yep. Yep. So I like this. This one sits just uh, <clears throat> kind of northwest of Fairview, it's, uh, southeast of London Mill. So again, you're what, fifty minutes? Yeah, fifty minutes. Uh, there is actually some timber south of that. I still wouldn't put any value from a recreational standpoint, but I like it. I think it's overpriced a little bit if you run the normal numbers, but again, 20 acres. But I think you know, I think it's right in the wheelhouse for the size of the property. Yep, I do too. So uh, anybody that wants to enter that, because it's tough to buy. You know, you can't buy. Most people have to buy 20 acres before they buy 40, and 40 before they buy 80. Like, you know, you see all these guys that have 200 acres. Well, they didn't start with 200 no. or 1,000. They, they didn't start. They bought a, you know, an 80, and then the, the neighbor's 80 came up for sale, and then they bought a 20 because the other neighbor wanted to sell. 100%. Yeah. Yep. So you want to enter the market, this one's a good one to do it. You're going to have to pay more than you probably will for a 80 three or four years down the road, but big deal, you know. Mm-hmm. So I like this one. Um, not a ton to talk about here just because it's, uh, it's ag farm. You're, you're doing it to get in the ag world. So we'll move on to the next listing. <clears throat> Sorry, got to get my coffee fixed. Um, this one is pretty close to my personal farm, too, on the east side of Canton. Maybe a mile? Yeah, a mile or two, maybe. maybe two tops, <clears throat> yeah. Towards Banner, uh, back down Route 9. It actually has some Route 9 uh, frontage. It's 155 acres? 154. And... It is listed by, man, these guys change their name all the time. It's Wallingford, Jason Wallingford, who's awesome. He's great at what he does. I think, I always thought he was I Auctions and Realty. I think this is listed by. Uh, it's something different. That's something else. Yeah. Trophy Properties or something. Something like that. But Jason's good at what he does, man. He's a good dude. Uh, this one, let's see, has three private ponds. The rest is all tillable and kind of, uh, what, grasslands, would you say? It's tillable. <coughs> it says on Jason's website 100. I, saw, I looked at this one a couple of years ago. I think we might even have made an offer on it. Um, at the time, I thought there was 120 or 122, so they might have taken some back out of production and put it maybe back in food plots, but it's showing 100, so that's the numbers that I used for my analysis. Um, is this in production right now? Yeah. yeah. It mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's, it's all in production and it probably has been for five years, and he's got three pits leased on it. Is the property next to it the one that's not in production? Correct. Okay. The one yeah. to the right. west is all yeah. pasture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we just sold the one to the west, uh, which is very similar. It just hasn't been improved uh, to farm. It's all pasture. They right. run cattle. Right. But um, so if we run the numbers on this, and these I think were pretty accurate because we saw a ton of stuff like this. I mean, a ton. So we're at 6000 bucks a tillable acre, which is. It's pretty bad tillable. It's uh, reclaimed strip mine stuff, but you can still farm it. We're getting six grand an acre for that stuff. 
We're getting six grand an acre for the water, which uh, the three lakes total just under 20. It's 18.83 acres. That gives us 35 and a half about of remaining at three grand. That puts the total price at just under 820. 820,000? Mm-hmm. So they have it listed at 924. <clears throat> so it's about uh, just over 100 grand over what I would say the value is, which is about 700 bucks an acre, 680. So it's not not awful. You know, you, you negotiate down a little bit and you're not too far from that. <clears throat> which actually which actually shocked me a little bit. I expected this one to be a little more overpriced actually, but it's not. It's not too bad. It's not um, bad. And I just looking at the numbers, John, it's uh unless I did this wrong, they've got with the cash rent based on 100 acres and the revenue coming from the goose pits. It's returning 3.8%. Is that what it is? What'd yeah. you put for the goose pits? Nine grand. Nine, I think that's right. What'd you put for the tillable? Uh, $225 cash rent at 100 acres. That's twenty two five. I think that's what they're getting. Don't you think 225 is high? I don't get 225 on mine. It's the same stuff. I, I know. Uh, it's, I, I, if I, was I can't this, figure out the cash rent game. I know. It's crazy. Especially on this stuff. I think someone would pay 225 I don't think that's sustainable. I think the market right now for strip stuff is... I only get 165. Yeah, granted he does some. He plants the food plots and yeah. well, <clears throat> he plants my wetlands and does mows for me and stuff. So that's probably a little lower than it should be, but 185 to 200. Yeah. So if I was buying this, I don't know if I would use the 225, but I, I would use 200. Me too. Me. But it's a good returning farm in yeah. 3,000 a pit. That may be low. Uh, it may be very low. The only the only negative on, and I know this farm, the only negative would be the power lines. Yeah. Um, that split through uh, at a at a whatever forty five degree angle mm-hmm. through the whole thing, mm-hmm. but um, for whatever reason, you play the winds, they still kill their geese every yeah. year off those piece of property. Yeah. Those are big, tall power lines. They're huge. Yeah. 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 Do you take any value off the property because of the power lines? Me personally, mm-hmm. yes. I probably do too. Mm-hmm. So. But like I said, year in and year out, they they shoot a pile of birds off this piece of property, yep. and you just play the winds and hunt each pit, you know, respectively, uh, according to the winds, and you're, you'll be fine. Yeah. Is there a tree on this thing? Not that I remember. <laughs> I Maybe on the north so. end uh, along just Route along 9, the road and everything else is pretty mm-hmm. much wide open. Mm-hmm. I, and the lakes, are, I like the lakes. The lakes, the lakes that are on this farm are are really nice lakes. I like everything. All or not fished them. No. I like everything except for the power lines. I mean, you're right next to them. South of that is a huge property, 15, 1,600 acres. And then it's SoCo after that, yeah, right? right? after that, yeah, you're, you're touching Blue Lake, mm-hmm. uh, which is the cooling lake for SoCo. So location's good. You could, If you're just looking for income, you could probably spin off those lakes for a premium to lower your value and the rest of it to get your return up. It's just the power lines that kill it a little bit. But it's a cool property. It's a great property. That road access on the west is a pretty decent road, it too, is. that comes the in. The county actually just redid that road they with uh, millings. Did they? Uh, so it, it's actually a really, uh, one of the better roads in Fulton County, believe it or you not. Think the county did that, or you think Mike did that? No, I think, well, I think Mike probably <laughs> negotiated that with the county when they were doing some uh, black topping and they brought the millings in. Um, but it, it's actually a really nice road. Yeah. It looks like there's an access two track going around the whole border of the property on the north and the east side that wraps around. You think that's that's just an interior farm just road, interior interior road, road yeah. for them to get around yeah. to all the different pits. Yeah. But we can wrap up on this one. I think uh, 
in general, if a guy's looking for just an income, this return is going to be tough to beat. You're not going to find a grade A farm that's got a three and a half or four percent. Um, and if you want a little recreational value, and you can put up with those power lines, it's cool. If, property, they, can, right? if they can keep a log of of what birds have been uh, a record of the birds that have been shot out of these pits, yeah. they may be able to get a little bit more for the leases on those pits um, in the future. Because yeah. um, guys are going to look at those power lines and say, "Man, I don't think the birds are going to work this field because of it." Yeah. They, they can put together a log and keep that. I think they'll sell the, uh, this property. They'll sell. I think we our number say it's fifty three hundred. I'd probably back off the a little bit because the power lines caught five grand. Yeah, five I grand. Think I think it's worth that. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on to uh, how many more? Yeah, uh, last one here. Dan's got to run in a minute, so we'll try to buzz through this one. This one we just listed. This is one of ours. And it is, uh, we don't know the exact number of acres yet because the owners may end up keeping some of this, but I think the whole farm is somewhere around, what, 700, 720, somewhere in that range. And they'll probably keep <clears throat> 100 or so. So we're going to be in that 620 range. And it is Middle Grove, is that what we'd call the closest town? Yeah. It's kind of Farmington. Yeah, Grove it's right area. in between uh, <clears throat> Middle Grove and uh, west of Gate City. Yep. Um, so out what, there in out there in the middle of uh, all that strip mine ground, which uh, that drive's not bad. You're talking forty minutes, thirty five minutes. From yeah, I hunt, yeah, I hunt a middle grove, and uh, it's yeah, forty five minutes. So <clears throat> this farm is purely recreational, right? I mean, there's a little tillable. There's some money from a hunting lease, but whoever's going to buy this is probably going to hunt it, fish it themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, what this one has going for it <clears throat> is that. Well, it's got a few things going for it, but that huge lake is incredible. Mm-hmm. It is. Dan and I went on that to, uh, <clears throat> with a 360 camera out there, which died like a halfway through it, if that. But it looks big from the map, but you get on there, and it's enormous. It is. It just keeps going, and then there's fingers that go off that you can't believe how far how they far wrap around. Yeah. 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 So that's, you know, I don't know if there's, Otter Creek is bigger, but that's shared. Um Hitchcock's Lake is maybe bigger. Who, what else is there? Besides, I think this is the lake, the, double, main, the big lake at Double Club. The big lake at Double Club. Yep. Is there any other private lakes that are this big? I think you just named the couple that are close. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, I don't know. Not, not that I'm aware of, anyway. Yeah. Uh, privately owned. And I and I own Double Club, so I. I like it, but I probably like this one. Double Cluck is long. It's, it's just, just one long, straight one long strip. Yeah. Yep. There's no, there's no uh, points to fish. There's no. Uh, it's this, just one long, big cut strip. Might like. Yep. And this one's got two arms going down. It's got that middle little island with that. Yeah. Big it's got it's got everything you want from a fishing standpoint. Yep. You got deep water, shallow water. It's clear. It super clear. Super clear. <laughs> which is super so clear. clear. Which is you know fishing can be tough, but yeah. from like I mean, a recreational you can manipulate standpoint, that a little it's good bit too. Because if if from a from a, a manager standpoint, you know, adding, you know, and typically lakes like this in Fulton County or even Knox County strip mine lakes have some sort of gizzard shad base um, as far as forage. And you go in there and start fertilizing this lake, yeah. uh, you know, granted, not everybody has the financial means to do that. Uh, fertilizer for lakes is relatively inexpensive, but you can manipulate the clarity of this water very easily. Okay. To make the fishing better. <clears throat> so it's got the big lake. Um, <clears throat> it's got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five other small lakes. And I say small, like, pretty cautiously because they look small, 
they're very deceiving as they're you pull deceiving. up on them. <clears throat> you get out well, there. when you've got 80 acres of water sitting right next yeah. to it, it's going to look small. So yeah. I think those south lakes are like, you know, five acres and eight acres, which that's a big body of water still. You can still get a boat out there, fish. And it butts up to a big block of timber. Yep. And when we were out there, we saw we saw some deer. We saw a buck out in that one yep. field. So the owners are willing to divide this one, <clears throat> which is a... Uh, which I think you just need to do. I mean, right now these buyers have obviously been, we could sell it all as one if the right buyer came along. Yep, but it's 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 hard to sell a 620 acre track. Yep, right now people that can buy 620 acres want a discount. They just yep. do. Um, so it makes sense to divide them like this to see if you can get top dollar, not top dollar. You know, market value. So if we run through through that, <clears throat> which I price this, so it's like exactly what uh, exactly what we've been saying. So six thousand a tillable acre. 6,000 a water acre, and 3,000 <clears throat> per remainder acre, which is grasslands, which is uh, timber, all that stuff. So it's priced at what the market is. So there's some flexibility on these lines. So if there's something else that you like that's not, you know, how we divided it, there's flexibility to do that. So Yeah, because on <clears throat> something like that, when, when we divide a property up, none of this is carved in stone yet, right? Because until we have an offer, you know, say somebody wants to buy the, the middle 80 of it, and the owners accept that, that's when we, once we have a uh, contract signed and everybody's in agreement, that's when we have the surveyors come in exactly. and actually yep. do the final <clears throat> survey. Yep, for sure. So um, I think it's a cool spot for a pure recreational retreat. <clears throat> I mean, that timber in the middle is not incredible. It's small trees. It holds a bunch of deer, but it's tough to hunt. Mm-hmm. You need, what, ground blinds, tower yeah, blinds. blinds. Yep. But that stuff holds deer. It does. Uh, there's a lot of grasslands. We saw a few quail out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, it would be an awesome spot for uh, at least several of these tracks. It would be an awesome spot to release birds. I mean, it's not that different than double cluck. Out, you take with the tillable away from double cluck, and <clears throat> it's a pretty, same. pretty similar farm, isn't mm-hmm. it? Absolutely. So a ton of recreational potential there. Good access to all the parcels due to the, the road. Yep. Um, uh, I believe there's a road on the, obviously on the north, the whole entire north end, but there's a road on the west side and a road on the east side, correct? Uh, entrances, you mean? Yes, yeah. entrances. Yeah. yeah, and that fu- that road, which is actually a nice little like gravel road, um, winds all the way through the property. So f- you can get from one gate to the next. So these south tracks that we would sell, they'd be on that that road as an easement, but it's a pretty nice road. It's as nice as any, you know. That's probably a, county. The, the old hall road from the mine yep. days. So it's it's built to to last. Yep. So. Uh, there's just not many farms out there with water on it right now. <clears throat> Inventory for water is awful. I mean, awful. So, <clears throat> so if you're looking for water, some recreational stuff, uh, this is a good fit. You know, you may have to buy something a little differently than what we drew it up as, but no big deal, man. That we do that stuff all the time. So, um, I like this farm. I like the. There's a little diversity. You know, you want 30 acres, it's there. You want 400 acres, it's there. It's Sometimes it's nice to get in early on these deals because you can get exactly what you want because you miss three or four people, plug away a few pieces, and then our options are limited. Absolutely. That's usually some one of the downfalls of dividing a property up is you create those hard lines that you're stuck to. Um, so like you said, getting in early on those to where you can do that. I've done that with a couple clients where we've been the first ones in, and 
man, it makes things a lot nicer when you can just carve out, you know, I'd like to add seven more acres here, or eight, and let's round it out to a 90. And That's what and, Derek did, yeah, all that stuff up by Soko, and he's got the coolest 90-acre piece I think I've ever seen. Hands down. And, yeah, so those those opportunities getting in first are really, really important if that's what you're interested in. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think that farm is, what I like about it is the uh, diversity. It's, this is a 365-year day farm. Three hundred sixty-five day day farm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three hundred sixty-five yeah. days. Yeah. Yep. Um, because of you got fishing, you've got you guys saw some quail. You got upland. Mm-hmm. You can release some birds if you want. You've got definitely waterfowl um, and the deer. Yeah. And you know if you bought part of this or all of it or whatever, you know, and you're a family that just wants to ride horses or ATVs or you know, build a, a getaway cabin for the weekend. It's got it all. This isn't just a deer farm. It's not just a fishing farm or just an ag farm. It does have some cool opportunity for trails, for riding around on. There's yeah. lots of little hills and valleys. Which and we never discuss a lot, but a lot of buyers, that's what they want. Yeah, <clears throat> and, and I mean, it, it's got some really cool opportunities to make some neat trails, even just for casually riding around on a on a UTV Yeah, and the elevation around. changes here, yeah. so it's not just all flat. Yeah. Yeah, it's up and down. It's cool. And you say, like, all year-round farms. You can find those in big tracks, but some of these individual tracks have it, too. I mean, these yes. small 35, 55-acre tracks at the bottom, timber, water, tillable. Yep. I mean, those, that's tough to find. So, <clears throat> in general. Several great build sites, too. For sure. Some cool views looking down south of that bottom stuff. But, in general, cool farm, pretty rare. There's a bunch of water on it, which right now is almost impossible to find. So, And I believe all the lakes have boat ramps for the most part? Um, there's two. Yeah, most of them have gravel ramps. And then there's the big lake has two ramps, <clears throat> one on the west, one on the southeast, I think. But I, I haven't talked to him about any kill numbers on waterfowl. <clears throat> it's probably not the best area in the world, but again, good enough to have fun. We right? saw mm-hmm. teal that day that we were out yeah. there a couple weeks ago. The lake mm-hmm. of this of this size will not freeze. Yeah, uh, freezes late. If yep. it does, it's very very late. So you know that this is a, a spot where the birds late season. Yep, that's where they're going. Well, cool. We'll wrap this up, man. We've been about uh, forty five minutes. I didn't expect these to go quite as long, but. Uh, um, we'll try to do this every month or so, see how they go. Um, we will kind of regroup on the next one and pick the next five properties that hit the market. If there's only two, we'll talk about two. If there's ten, we'll talk about ten. But uh, that's how the format of these are going to go. We'll also plug in some you know, different episodes of just individual topics that are kind of relevant to what we do. But uh, that's it for this one, man. So we hope you enjoyed it, and we'll catch you on the next one.